Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the BZ Powercast. Thank you all for downloading the show. As usual, I'm your host, Black Six, and this is our 33rd episode. So this month, we start out talking about some of the upcoming Brick events going on that BZ Power is going to be having a presence at with uh, DV. Then we do a how-to BZP with Windrider. And after that, Nuju Metru and Takuma Nuva duke it out in a battle of protodermis chefs as they prepare a meal made of Matorn cuisine for you all. And of course, we wrap things up with another music time with Smeeg. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So joining me now is DV to talk about some of the upcoming LEGO conventions this year. How's it going, Pat? Not too bad. So, just reading about conventions. Yeah, it's uh, always fun if you can make it to a LEGO convention. So, of course, there's always a lot going on in the U.S. uh, each year, but there's two big ones that BZ Power is going to have a pretty big presence at, the first of which is Bricks Cascade. So you're going to be the bionicle coordinator for that. So why don't you give us uh, some info on that? Say, so, well, Bricks Cascade is going to be in Portland, which is where the defunct Brickfest PDX slash, like, one of the other Brickfests before Brickfest on the East Coast died happened. Right, and that's so, in Oregon, not Maine, just to be clear. Yeah, because people are confused about that? I, I, I imagine there's probably at least a couple who might be. Okay, I always hear Portland and I immediately think of Oregon even before I moved up here, but anyway. And say, but yeah, I've been in Portland, Oregon, and so uh, they used to have a strong convention, say, they it kind of fell apart just like the other Brickfest did. Um, so there's been a big push to get a new one, and so this year there is one. And so there's a lot going on on the West Coast already convention-wise, but Portland's a pretty cool city, <clears throat> and it's a, uh, I think it'll be, I think it'll be a really really interesting and neat convention to go to and so and it's probably gonna be a, a pretty small event compared to uh definitely brick fair and brick con in seattle but that doesn't mean it'll be any less fun yeah so well we went to when we went to fiesta last year it was the first year and it was a lot smaller but not, in a lot of ways it's more fun that way yeah yeah you definitely get a lot more interaction you get to make sure you can see everything really easily because there's less stuff <laughs> I mean, you know, the Fiesta last year, I mean, we got to hang out with, like, Lego representatives, like, a lot. Right. So, and I don't, can't, obviously can't promise that for this or any means, but it's, it's fun to be able to, like, actually meet and get to do things, and it's not as overwhelming. The big conventions are a lot of fun, too, but I feel like they're a lot of fun for us, especially because we're established there. Yeah, and hopefully this will help us, you know, get established here at Bricks Cascade if it continues to do well. And uh, if it grows, then uh, we'll we'll help it grow. Yeah, because our goal is to infiltrate this convention with Bionicle really early, just like we did Brick Fair, and just take over, just like we did Brick Fair. Right, so uh, when is the convention going on? So it's the first weekend of June, which is like the, I think it starts Friday, June 1st, or Thursday, May 31st, I think they let you set up, but public hours are Saturday and Sunday, um, just like usual. And so it's Saturday, like 10 to 4, and Sunday, 9 to 3. Um, and say everything's over by Sunday. But it'll be, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's in the Rose, or not, it's over by the Rose Gardens in the Oregon Convention Center. And I'm still learning my Portland building names. If, if Madison was here, she would tell me, and she'd probably be 
like it's called this you remember this we've been by it okay. yes I forget. I'm sorry <laughs> if you went to any of the bricks brick fests that were in portland it was in the same place yeah big two big tall towers they're really cool looking and so yeah if you send stuff or if you show up especially if you bring stuff like to our bionicle group you'll have like we're giving away trophies that unlike brick fair which i do like we get to have we're gonna have multiple trophies just for our theme specifically and we're gonna have our own like they're gonna be special they're gonna be all built by me and designed by me as soon as i get my parts up here and so you'd be like you can hey you can have a chance to win a trophy mock that i built to you yeah that's, so a, that's pretty awesome custom design by uh one of the biggest mockers on on the site with uh you have quite the the resume of building uh, credentials. So, um, so what are these trophies going to be for? So, what should people think to uh, to build? Whatever they want. We actually are giving away one of the trophies. Is going to be for the best like Toa mod, like the best like just like custom like Toa design, or I guess Hero Factory Hero would also work fine for that. Um, and so like. There's going to be prizes for, like, big complicated mocks. There are going to be prizes for small, simple mocks. Like, we want everybody to feel like their contributions are worthwhile. And so whatever you can send or bring, send or bring. Right, and so, there's no no overall theme like uh, Brick Fair and some of the other conventions do. So it's just kind of build whatever you want. Bionicle, Hero Factory, Construction. You know, if you want to build uh, some new superhero mock, now that LEGO has uh, that superhero line, go go have at it. Yeah, so the superhero sets are fun. I mean, if you build soon, you'll be able to build like a Captain America or an Iron Man. Or if you got lucky on Toys R Us website like me, you could do it today. <laughs> yeah, so you know, anything you want to build, uh, send it in. You have, uh, I know you posted a blog entry with uh, some dates and stuff for sending stuff in. You want to talk about those? Everything. It would be nice if everything was in by the weekend, the last weekend of May. Um, just so I can have it, I can have it all opened. I can have it all like sorted through, um, as soon as possible. Um, everything needs to be in at the very, like at the very, very latest by the, the, that Wednesday, the last day of May or the 30th say like, that's the final, anything after that will probably not get into the convention. All right. And, uh, so I know for sure that, uh, you and, uh, Nukaya will be there and, um, also, Holly Husky, uh, Janice, and XCCJ. Uh, there's also a decent chance that I'll uh, be attending. So there'll be a bunch of BZ Power people, and it should be a fun time. Yeah, and say, uh, Nukaya is actually also the art sculpture mosaic um, like coordinator. So if anybody has anything for that, too, they could talk to her. All right. And, so, and also, in your or any, anything else to talk about uh, Bricks Cascade that you wanted to mention? Well, if you send mocks into Bricks to me for Bricks Cascade and you want me to, I will keep them and take them with me on my own expense to Brick Fair. Like people, if they want to send stuff in for multiple conventions, can just send them to me. You know, I will I will travel with them to DC at like at my own expense. You know, put them in their own separate bag and pay for that extra bag. Like, not a problem. And then set them up at Brick Fair as well, so that way your stuff can be on both coasts. And so, and I feel like that way, I feel like that's a, a fun way to get some more exposure for everybody to get to actually, like, if you can't make either convention to still be a part of both of them, um, box at both conventions will be available for trophies winning. There's only one trophy to give out at Brick Fair specifically for Bionicle, 
but say there's four we're going to give out at Briggs Cascade, um, all de- probably all decided by me and a other group of people. I'll probably have people help me pick out which ones are worthy. Right, and you've also decided, I believe, to be fair, that uh, you're not going to be eligible for any of those trophies. Yeah, because I don't really want to build a trophy for myself. It kind of seems lame. <laughs> right, and like, also it's a little unfair if you're going to be deciding on uh, the winners, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Considering Brickfair is all fan-voted, I'm myself still going to be submitted for that. But since Cascade, is the trophies are picked like by the coordinators, I'm not going to give myself a trophy, now. Okay, and so... Um, what if uh, someone is planning on being at Brick Fair? Can they send you something for Brick's Cascade and then you'll bring it to them back for Brick Fair so they can uh, have it on display there and then they can take it on their way? Absolutely. In fact, that makes things a lot easier for both <laughs> of us. <laughs> if, if you're going to be at Brick's, Brick Fair and you want to you wanna pick your stuff up and like you want to send it for Cascade and you want to pick it up, then go for it. That is fantastic. And say, but just make sure that anything sent in has return shipping. And so because that is that is vitally important. Right. That's yeah. It always helps in uh, getting your stuff back in a timely manner. Yeah. If your stuff doesn't have return shipping, I'll do my best to make sure it gets back to you, but it's going to be a while. Right. Like things are just going to get shipped as I can afford to ship them. <laughs> but, but um, I think if you are going to be at Bricks Cascade and you want something to be at Brick Fair, we'll have other information later as far as who you can mail that to. Um, yeah. And if you're going to be at Bricks Cascade and you want your mocks to go to Brick Fair, you could probably just hand them to me along with shipping, and I'll send them back afterwards. Okay, that works too. So, but if you're going to want to send just your stuff to Just Brick Fair, I have to work out the uh, the address for that still. Right, and we'll be announcing that uh, when we do. So I guess yes. that brings us to Brick Fair, going on in uh, Chantilly, Virginia, outside of Washington, D.C. again this year. And that's uh, August 2nd through 5th, which is Thursday through Sunday. Brick Fair is awesome. Right, so you're the Bonacle coordinator for that as well. Always I am. Always helping out. Yeah, gotta gotta get my coordinator on. <laughs> I'm gotta I'm gonna spread my stuff over both coasts this year. <laughs> um, yeah, that one again. If we have, if you want to send stuff for Brick Fair, um, if you want to send for both, you can do both. If you want to send for just Brick Fair, I'll have an address for you closer to. Um, I need to talk to some other other staff members and see if somebody nearby wants to receive, and then I'll ship back out. Right. Just to make things just to make things easier. Again, there'll be a trophy for that one. Say, I know a lot of the other themes don't let stuff mailed in without it, an attendee win an award, but we're pretty we're pretty cool about that. And so we want we want everybody who sends stuff in to at least feel like they were part of the convention. And since their stuff helps make the display so great, I feel like they should be rewarded for it. Right, and just for like it. Bricks Cascade, if you send stuff to Brick Fair, you'll definitely be getting uh, some prototypes or something like that as a little uh, token of our thanks. Yeah, and who doesn't want a prototype? I want, like, five more. <laughs> so, um, like Bricks Cascade, public days on Brick Fair are Saturday and Sunday uh, from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. if uh, you want to have some friends or family uh, show up there. Uh, there's going to be probably a lot more staff at uh, Brick Fair like we do every year. BZ Power always has a huge presence, uh, making our ourselves feel known and making sure the Bonacle community is well represented. It's kind of the official BZ Power staff convention. Yeah, I I think that's pretty safe to say. We've been going there uh, in force every year that Brick Fair has existed, where where I have a really good relationship with Todd Webb, who runs the event. So uh, we definitely always 
um, make make a big splash there. I think. Yeah, Todd's fantastic. He he really knows what he's doing. So if you want to experience like a Lego convention and all of its like loud and giant glory, Brick Fair is fantastic for that. Yeah, Brick Brick Fair is a, a huge event. Yeah, I, we hope we can see some of you there. Um, so other than uh, mocks and uh, just hanging out, what are some things you're looking forward to at uh, either of these events? Well, Cascade's going to be great because it takes place like in the center of like of Portland. And it also takes place in, um, so Portland has great public transportation and it actually happens in a place that is in the free zone of the, um, like public, like, like light rail system. And so we can get everywhere downtown. Um, there's all sorts of cool stuff down there and that's always fun. So I'm looking forward to like invading several like Portland restaurants, with a bunch of Lego people. And so, I'm sure seen, they would not be freaked out at all. Cause from what I hear, Portland is uh, very weird. It's a very weird place and a very awesome place. And I think that's why I think the Lego Dimension will work so well. It is a bunch of really creative people. I'm looking really forward to seeing what other people are bringing. Um, I haven't gotten to go to a West Coast convention before. And I know a lot of the people that do BrickCon will be there at Cascade as well. And so there will be some fantastic mocks. And I'm looking really forward to that into the community. Um, from what I understand, Portlug is putting it on. is a really, really active, really, um, really connected lug. And so it'll be nice to see what they what they put out. Uh, I I don't remember offhand, but are they doing uh, any kind of events at Bricks Cascade? Um, you know, any kind of building contests or things like that. Say so, well, I know that. Say so I know we're all um, giving out the obvious, the trophies and stuff like that. Um, I believe. Uh, let's see. Uh, I just brought up the schedule, so it looks like there's going to be a. Uh, Build in a bag competition, uh, parts draft, a freestyle build competition. Yeah, so there'll be all of that stuff. Like those are the things that go on in most places. There's a team speed build. Yeah, uh, all wacky racers. Yeah, so there'll be all those kind of things. And I think there'll be a few talks here and there. Um, and the ceremonies, the ceremonies are always fun. Um, I always enjoy like getting to that little like in that little group with everybody and like the guys who put it on get to talk and be like, hey, you know, like thanks for coming to our convention. Here's what we've got going on and. Yeah, it's it's always uh you gotta find prizes. some interesting stuff out and yeah, say prizes. prizes. <laughs> so yeah, Brick, Brick Fair will pretty much probably have uh, the similar similar kind of events, uh, parts drafts and building competitions and speed builds, um, dirty Brickster and dirty Buildster, all that fun stuff, and uh, some talks and seminars as well. Uh, and of course, uh, the Lego Company will have a presence at both events. Uh, Kevin Hinkle, I know, will be at Bricks Cascade, and I believe he and Jim will be at Brick Fair. So that's always cool. Yeah, and say it's always fun getting to hang out with like Kevin or Jim, and say they both have a lot of really cool insights and. It's yeah, really they have a lot see, of like, a lot of interesting stories to tell. Yeah, it'd be fun to like have that moment where you're like, you know, we always think one thing as a fan. It's kind of interesting always to hear like from the actual Lego person and be like, no, no, this is actually. This is actually this and why we did this and that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the conventions are the only way you can get that kind of like talk. Yeah, yeah they're definitely very open uh, with what they talk about, you know, as long as you're not talking about uh, future products or something like that. Yeah. It's it's yeah. always interesting to bring up things like Megablocks or the Hasbro Creo <laughs> stuff and, and see what their take is on that and what Lego is trying to do. Uh, from their perspective about it. So it's definitely great to, to be able to sit down with them and uh, have some chats. 
I'll say, and I remember last year at Brick Fiesta, someone was like, hey, is it true that you actually think about doing like Avengers Lego? And they were like, they were like, oh, you know, we don't talk about about future themes. Like, we just can't tell you what we are thinking about, what we're not thinking about. I can't even tell you, no, we're not going to do that because, you know, they're like, you know, we just, we can't tell you or speculate on future products, period. And then, you know, obviously now, like I'm sitting here right now staring at a Captain America and an Iron Man and a Hulk, like, buildable action figures made by Lego. And it's kind of fun to see things like that happen. Right. Well, I assume probably something had leaked somewhere that, uh, <laughs> so it's kind of fun to see like see fans with a little bit more knowledge than Lego expects them to have. Right. Yeah. No. It's it's always fun talking to them about the leaks too because Jim and Kevin absolutely hate it when that stuff happens. Like they understand that because they were both fans, you know, before they were employees too. So they understand that people are are rabid and excited about it, but um, they they just can't talk about it. You know, whatever we know, they can't acknowledge or agree with. <laughs> it's always fun. Yeah, and I think that makes it. I think that's always it's just it's really fun to be able to get like that uh that experience and like um all of that fun stuff like it's it's really cool like I think I think the convention season is probably probably my favorite time as a uh, as a fan mm-hmm. like just getting to get together with all those people and just getting to do all those things it's just it's honestly one of the one of the best parts always lots of fun. And if you haven't gotten to hang out with BC Power members or staff members before, you're in for a treat if you show up in one of these conventions because we're awesome. Of course we are. Like, we are the group every year who had, like, the most, the most fun. Yeah, we always have, you know, we're always one of the most cohesive kind of groups that are, are hanging out and spend a lot of time together. And, uh, yeah, just having a lot of fun in general. Um, yeah, I was talking to, to someone I, I randomly met online somewhere else who happened to have been to brick fair a couple of years ago and they're like oh you're one of those bonicle people who like went and did the laser tag and stuff that's you guys have to give a lot of fun I'm like yeah we do <laughs> yeah we we really have the uh probably the best time it's a lot of fun right i, I highly suggest if there's a convention near you you can make it to one that you go to it yeah and At and least. we're always sure that we help out as much as we can you know, um, you're volunteering as the Bonacle coordinator. I always volunteer to help set things up and things like that. And uh, we do a lot to help out Todd uh, wherever we can at Brick Fair. And I assume we'll probably be doing the same at Brick's Cascade. Just to help make yeah, the event right. run more smoothly and just to show our thanks for, for those guys for putting on such an awesome event. As I say, we've got two of like the 12 like theme coordinator spots at Brick's Cascade are both like taken up by BZ Power staff members. Um, Brick Fair, like half, like the who's helping out thing, like half that reads as a like BZ Power staff guide. Yeah, like, it's always it's always really fun to do. And so yeah, because we like to not just go, we like to help. Right. Yeah, it, it makes you feel a lot more involved, and uh, you know, Todd always uh, shows his thanks for it. So it's uh, definitely not a bad thing to to do. Yeah, and if you get the chance to go to one of these conventions just to see the mocks people send in is, or that people bring is probably the most like influential thing. It is so crazy to get to see all of the things that people are able to do with Lego. Yeah, even if you can only go for uh, you know the public hours, you know definitely do it. Yeah, come by, stop by, say hi, sign our guest book, tell us that you love us, tell us that you hate us. I don't care. <laughs> Just come by and say hi. <laughs> Tell us you hate the word filter. It's cool. 
like do what you want but come by yeah. say hi and yeah, say we love there will be a guest book there there'll be prototypes and other things to be given out uh, we always like to, to try to make sure we have a lot of fun at these events so yeah if, we just if you we can love, make you know make every attempt to be there because you won't regret it yeah we love we love meeting new new bz power members and giving them things and like showing off the creative like just being able to show off the creative ability of our community is one of the best parts yeah and you know bz power definitely has a very very creative group of people uh coming up with amazing mocks and artwork and and things like that and we love to show it off and um you know if you if you get to be there and actually show off your stuff you'll get to talk to kids and parents who are just blown away by what you've done uh it's a pretty satisfying feeling i think and uh, it's it's great to be able to share that with other people yeah and people i mean people are thrilled with everything like like even if you just send in like basic toa builds like people love it yeah, they're like, oh, what set is that? It's like, no, that's not a set. That's something that someone actually made. You know, yeah. you could build that too. You know, if you get you know, the, the right pieces, you could make something as awesome as that. Say, and there's, there's really not much better than like seeing kids just light up at the idea that your, something you built made them, like you can tell they're just, they're going to go home and they're going to build whatever they can. Right, like, yeah, you're, you're inspiring, uh, you know, the next generation of builders. And there's, there's really not many better feelings than that. Mm-hmm. So and it's just it's great to be a part of that. Good times, <laughs> without a doubt. All right, so Bricks Cascade, Portland, Oregon, first weekend in June. Brick Fair, Chantilly, Virginia, outside of Washington D.C. That's the first weekend in August. So I hope to see a lot of you there, and I hope uh, those of you who can't make it can still send in your uh, mocks and artwork. Yeah, and if you if you can't make it to either of those, there are so many other conventions that are probably something's probably nearby, and you should attempt to go. Yeah, I mean, just uh, I guess we can rattle them off real quick. We got uh, Bricks by the Bay in San Francisco, Brick Con in Seattle, Brick Fiesta in Houston, uh, Brick World in Chicago, um, Brick Magic in North Carolina. I think those are all the big ones, and I'm forgetting. Uh, I think that's all of them. Oh, there, there's one in Toronto, Brick Fet, Brick Feet, something like that. Brick Fet. Brick Fet, yes. Yes, it's French. Silly French. But uh, yeah, so and and that's just in the United States, right? There's tons all over the world. They have them in Australia, in England, in Italy, Portugal, Spain, France. I mean, Russia. It's it's so everywhere. Even, even Malaysia has several several get-togethers. Yeah, like it's really cool to watch like this one one company toy line bringing like the people all over the world together like that. Yeah, so I mean, if you can't make it to, to any of the ones we've been talking about, just do a search online, and you can find something. Uh, there's just there's so many that we can't possibly cover all of them. Yeah, and say and if you need if you're thinking about Brick Fair or Bricks Cascade, and you need more information, you can go to my blog, or you can email me or PM me, preferably PM if you're a BZ Power member. But say we'll have news stories up soon about these things and more ways for you guys to get involved. Right. Okay. So I know I'm excited about these events as always. Um, let's see. Bricks Cascade is a little over two months away. So that's sneaking up and uh, it's going to be is, wow. tons of fun. First weekend of June, it'll be warm. <laughs> it better be. Uh, <laughs> unlike, unlike Brick Fair, Alabama, which you know I thought was going to be warm. but. <laughs> The, the Southerners, they lied. 
<laughs> so well, Brick Fair will be warm. It'll be. Oh yeah, Brick Fair will definitely be warm. Uh, August in DC. <laughs> Yeah, say, so, well, Brick Fair is always fun. Yes, so uh, thanks okay. thanks for talking about this, Pat, and I look forward to seeing you at least once this year. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> love you too. Bye, Pat. So joining me now is Q&A guru Windrider to do this month's How to BZP. How's it going, Wind? Well, pretty good, though I'm not the Q&A guru yet. You're getting there. <laughs> one day, one day. So uh, what are we going to be talking about this time around? Well, today I would like to talk about topic revival and the mysterious case of disappearing topics in a forum. I've seen a couple of Q&A questions saying, hey, where are all the topics going? The active topics list is like, I don't know, four topics long now in uh, music and movies, for example. Okay, and uh, so I guess this this uh, is pretty common. We we do hide topics on a regular basis. So, uh, do you want to explain why that happens? So, on the new boards, each form is set to display a certain number of topics, and this is based on the revival limit for the form. For example, in BBC, the revival limit is twenty days. And the forum is set to, by default, display, top, display topics that have been active within the past 20 days, which means that they have received a post within the last 20 days. Right. In other words, it's okay for you to reply in that topic without it being revived. Right. So this is pretty nifty. If a topic goes for longer than 20 days without a post, it is cut off from public, well, not public, well, it's cut off from view. Let's put it at that. It's, it's no longer in the active topics list by default when you view that forum. Right. There's a way to get around this, but I'm hesitant to explain it because I don't want people taking up old topics. But just so you know, the topic has not been deleted or it has not been unapproved or anything like that. It's still there. Right. It's just dead and you shouldn't post in it, really. Right. If you do a search, that topic will still show back uh in the results, and uh, there, there's a way to change the default or change what we have set to the default view for how old the topic is. So if you really want to see uh, everything that's there, uh, you can do that. Uh, sometimes that can be useful, especially since um, there are official topics which can't be revived. So those will still be hidden uh, if, they're, if they haven't been posted in, in a certain amount of time unless they're pinned. So sometimes it can be useful to, to dig back and try to find some of those uh, official topics. Right, this is correct. And so to, um, to change the default settings, first go to a forum. Uh, I'm in BBC right now, for example. Above the topics list, you'll see this blue bar with options from which you can uh, sort the topics, like by when it was recently updated by its start date, most replies. And then you'll see a, an option called custom. If you click on this, you'll get show topic type, all topics, open, whatever. But the, the important one is the last one, time frame. And you'll see in BBC, for example, it's set to last 20 days. As I explained, this is because revival in BBC is 
20 days. If you click on this, you'll bring up a drop-down menu. And you can choose to display topics active within anything from the last five days to the last 90 days. Or you can choose to show all topics. The show all option will, as it says, show every topic that has been started since the boards came back up. Right. And so just so you know, you can access these topics. However, you should always check the date of the last post because the topic might be dead and we don't want people going off reviving topics. It is bad. You should right. not do it. So uh, in case someone isn't familiar with, with what revival is, you want to explain that a little bit real quick? Sure. Okay. So first of all, a handy topic you should be familiar with is the BZ Power Forum Revival Reference. This is located in the reference desk. So you know it's important, and you know you should know it. You should know and, all the topics in the reference desk. Right. So, the BZ Powerform Revival Reference gives a little explanation about topic revival, and it also lists the revival limits for each form. It differs from form to form. But before I get into that, topic revival is the act of resurrecting a topic that has not received a new post in a certain number of days. It's either 20, 30, or, well, no revival limit at all. And it does differ from form to form. For example, BBC, again, the revival is 20 days. I'm talking about BBC a lot because it's one of my forums, don't mind me here. And uh, media discussion, on the other hand, has a revival limit of 30 days. And to give an example of a forum that does not have a revival limit, well, we have all of the library forums, Q&A, comics, which for which the rule has been changed recently. It used to be 20 days. And, well, Bionicle Sector 01, that form. So the reason you shouldn't go off posting in dead topics is because, well, usually the discussion has run its course. If it hasn't received a post in 20 days, there's usually nothing to talk about, and digging it up will, well, that, that's data transfer right there. And we don't want to be wasting bandwidth, do we? BZ yeah, it, it just tends to clutter things up. And like you said, if a topic's run its course, there's there's no need to bring it up again. Right. It's just really unnecessary. And if a topic gets revived, it's usually closed. And we don't want closed topics cluttering up the forum either. So it's a matter of aesthetics as well. I'm a sucker for aesthetics. <laughs> Aren't we all? All right, anything else to add? Um, let's see here. No, I don't think I have anything more to add. Just um, if you do choose to go through the really old topics, please be sure to check the date of the last post. I need to iterate this because we don't want topics revived from, oh, say, October 20th or around that time. Mm-hmm. And it does happen, guys. So uh, make sure you, you check before you post uh, if it's uh, an older topic, especially one that you did a search for or something like that. Right. Or, or if, say, a member has a link to the topic in his or her signature, it can be accessed through that. And members don't necessarily update their signatures when 
the topics to which they have linked have died, so you got to be careful. Right. And as you mentioned earlier, don't worry if the topic has official in its title because official topics are exempt from revival. And pin topics are exempt from revival as well. However, these will always be displayed on the first page of a forum. All right. That sounds uh, pretty good. Yeah. I have nothing else to add except that lattes are delicious. And yeah, don't revive or you'll get a nasty PM from me, but not too nasty. All right. I just wanted to throw in a, a bonus little tip. You're talking about uh, the custom uh, view settings for a forum, and there are actually some some really uh, interesting things you can do there. I'm a fan of uh, using the topics I started and topics I replied in. It allows you to see, well, for me, example, when it's uh, time to start up a new RPG contest or something, I'll sort by that so I can easily find the, the last RPG contest so I can grab the rules and other information I need for that. Um, it's also useful, I guess, um, in the creative forums, right? You can easily find all of your mocks or stories or artwork or something so you can see if uh, anyone's added any feedback to them recently that you want to check out or uh, reply to. Right. That That is good information, a good tip right there. I don't normally start topics, and it's rare that I reply to topics as well. But Well, shame on you. You should be more active. <laughs> hey, you know I'm active, just... Yes, I'm no, I'm just kidding, I know. <laughs> Wind is, by far, you're one of the most active uh, forum leaders we got, so I appreciate that. I but, could stand to be more of a, you know... A more nice social. To, yeah, right? more social. That's something I'll work on, don't worry, guys. I think uh, a lot of the staff have that problem. Once, once you have all those additional responsibilities on the forum, it... Uh, comes more of a, a chore sometimes to actually go around and post. That's true. Don't worry, guys. I still love you all. Feel free to PM me. <laughs> I'm talkative, I promise. All right. Well, thanks a lot for uh, this How To BZP. Yeah, thank you for having me once again. All right. And I'll talk to you next month. All righty. Okay, so joining me now is Chef Nuju Metru and Chef Takuma Nuva to talk about some Matoran cuisine. How's it Absolutely. going, guys? It's going it well. It is going wonderful. So I hear that uh, you guys have planned out a uh, nice six-course meal for us, and we're going to hear uh, what's new in the culinary world of Matanui. So uh, what are we going to start out with? We are going to take you through a uh, six-part meal that will be an appetizer, a salad, a drink, an entree, a side for that entree, and finally a dessert. Uh, you will experience all kinds of hunger and all kinds of delight at the hands of your two chefs, myself and Takuma Nuva. So uh, I'll get things started by telling you about the appetizer. Your appetizer this evening is cliff bug skewers. That's like a shish kebab made of... The meat from the bugs extracted carefully from their exoskeletons and served on a wooden shish kebab with assorted vegetables. It's marinated in a harikiri extract for tanginess and served on a lily pad. Six skewers for one table. All right. Sounds uh, delicious. What comes after that? Cliff, wait minute, cliff bugs. Those are found in Gawahi, right? Indeed. How do you even get oh, your hands bugs. on those things? 
I mean, well, they're pretty, you, they're pretty hard to catch, but uh, we we have expert chefs with uh, all kinds of different snares and nets, and uh, I mean, it's pretty comical to watch them running around trying to catch these tiny little bugs. But you know, only the best for our customers. It's a very uh, fine mesh they use in the nets, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Got to be careful not to damage them too, right? Yes. A little bit, you know, but whatever. Well, maybe tenderize them a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right, Takuma, so uh, what's next after that? Well, then we have a salad, and the salad is comprised of light vine, daikau leaves, and then bamboo with a fire root cheese dressing. Well, that is that sounds fancy, but uh, a question yeah. for you. Chef Takuma, where exactly are you getting these light vines? I was under the impression they only grow on uh, Cardanui, per se. Indeed, which is why they are very limited supply. So uh-huh. you can expect to pay about 100 bucks for just one of these salads. 100 widgets, you mean? Yeah, widgets, bucks, whatever. <laughs> well, that sounds like a delightful salad. After yes, the... the Daikau leaves, actually, you have to be very careful when getting them because I don't remember what the daikau is. It's that carnivorous plant, kind of like the yeah. Matsunui version it of the it Venus. Eats you. Exactly. I mean, obviously, you want to pick off the teeth. Probably, if we don't do that in the kitchen ahead of time. <laughs> so you're going to want to use a very sharp knife to, uh, to chop up that salad a little bit before you start eating? Probably. I, I, knife, nothing. I put in the food processor. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be a salad puree. Uh, not the whole salad, just the daiku leaves. I don't, I don't yes. leave them in there too long, just sort of like finely chopped. Ah, oh, gotcha, gotcha. All right. We're so, good at our job. We know how to prepare these things. Right, this is why you guys are the chefs. Don't yeah. question us. <laughs> All right. Um, well, dear eater, uh, the next thing you shall be served is your fine beverage, which is tonight a smoothie of madu and bula berry juices, as well as mahi cow milk. All of that is stirred with some crushed ice and mixed together and then topped artfully with bamboo leaves for that, you know, extra classiness. All right, so the food processor's coming back. Yeah, absolutely. It almost sounds like it'd be good as like sort of an energy drink all by itself from the bula berries. Bula berries provide you with energy. I mean... After having eaten the appetizer and the salad, you know, you need something to help you carry on with the rest of your meal, of course. Good point, indeed. I suppose a salad like that, it's... For the evening evening meals, we do a little something special with this smoothie. Uh, We take a little bit of uh, extract from plants of Onukoro, which are slightly bioluminescent, put that into the drink, no additional cost, no additional flavor, but your drink will glow, which is pretty cool. That is... That is awesome. Yeah. Man, I never would have thought of that. Well, we know who the smarter chef is. Ooh, oh, oh, ooh, bird. That, that sounds like a challenge. <laughs> Let's that see if you can top that. If the Photodermic on- chef coming up next. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Takuma, how are you going to top that smoothie? Okay, well, for the entree tonight, believe it or not, we have boiled manas with a thornax glaze. Wow. Thornax glaze. That sounds a little improbable. Yeah, all it the is, way from uh, Spirit Magna. From the other planet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is a very exotic dish. And I know a lot of people will cringe at the idea of Thornax glaze. But what a lot of people don't realize is that it's kind of like broccoli in the sense that when you're cooking it, it smells 
terrible, but it doesn't taste quite so bad. Yeah, okay. I, we'll have to take I, your word on that uh, until <laughs> until dinner is served. But uh, actually, personally, I, I don't I don't like adding uh, these exorbitant items to my my own uh, dishes, which will just jack the price up that much more. I think people need to be able to afford these meals if they want to enjoy them. Yes, but people also need to be able to eat them. Have you ever tried to break the shell on a manas? Very difficult. The thornax glaze actually seeps in and helps make it a little more fragile, a little easier to break into, you know? You can do it with just, you know, sort of your run-of-the-mill pickaxe instead of a jackhammer. <laughs> right, the glutorian don't uh, shoot them at uh, their enemies for, for no reason at all. This is true. Exactly. I guess that's valid. It's the shell. I'm okay. forced to concede the validity of that. All right, so uh, what are we going to have on the side with our uh, manis entree? Oh, well, tonight seems to be a, uh, a seafood night because your side is going to be fried rookie fish sticks, which are, uh, you know, bits of the fish are expertly cut, you know, only the best meat, into little sticks of fish, which are then cooked in oil, deep fried, and breaded, which... And then the bread, best part, bread is wrapped in dried seaweed. So you have these delicious little fish sticks that are breaded and oiled and wrapped in dried seaweed and can also be dipped in the included swamp tree leaf sauce, which is just divine. I don't mean to nitpick, but a second oh, ago not- you're talking about classiness and now you're talking about fried fish. I mean, it sounds more like something that would come from like a Gametru festival. If I'm being honest. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Fried fish may not have the most uh, royal of origins per se, but the fact of the matter is it's more delicious than any other side we offer. So I figured why not give our customers the best meal that they can have. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, you know, the prep, it's all in the preparation. I mean, you could serve them muaka dung, but if it's on a nice leaf and sprinkled with bits of... Uh, peel or whatever, it'll look fine. The same is true for this. These are laid out in this nice little uh, star pattern, which is great. Thank you for clarifying that. You're welcome. It's all in the presentation. All in the presentation. Yes. Uh, as I can see. <clears throat> Alright, so after we've enjoyed our uh, seafood dinner, what are we going to have for uh, dessert? Dessert is going to be something really special. This is one of my favorite recipes of all times. It is medu cobolo sorbet with fiku legs. Wow. Really? Fiku legs? Yeah. Believe it or not, fiku legs are actually very... They're just... There's no word to describe them, really. They're legs. I, you know, was, yeah. Not, not the rest of the fiku, just the legs. It's... I mean, it's sort of an interesting story how I found this out. I was just, you know, swinging through Leiwahi on a vine and, well, got one to the face. Of course. And you decided mm-hmm. just to, to have at it crunched down on, on the leg? and. Well, no, I was kind of screaming Tarzan style. And then, you know, I caught a leg in my mouth and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, hey, this is actually pretty good. It actually has almost a sort of fruity taste to it. Uh-huh. And, then it has that, and then it has that crunch. So you just stick those in the sorbet and it gives a little texture a little extra flavor and you know you can even just kind of dip them in the sorbet bite it you know bite it off well yeah and that makes sense it's like a little cone bit to dip with 
Exactly. And this, but the sorbet is where it's really at, you know, because the medu cabolo, as opposed to just the medu, is sort of, you know, it's an explosive fruit. Absolutely. Right? So Put a little excitement in the meal. Exactly. It's very difficult to prepare correctly, but when you do it right, then it just, it's almost like eating Pop Rocks in a way. Just uh, pops in your mouth? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Almost like fizzy. The hard part is to make it pop just enough to be exciting, but not enough to blow our customers' mouths apart. Exactly. It's, it's, a, little more than, it's a little more than fizzy, but it doesn't you know, just go absolutely ballistic and knock the teeth right out of your face. Well, that's we, good. I'd, I'd hope it doesn't do that. We, we have it a is, taster ahead of time when we, prefer, when we prepare this. Uh, so far, their mouth is fine, but you know, there's always that time when... The Madu Cabola will not be cooked enough. And right, yeah, if it's, if it's an especially strong so one or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. Too, too ripe. you got to watch and make sure it's not too ripe. Safety first. Safety first for our customers. <laughs> it is an especially popular dish at parties because you you, if you throw it in someone's face, it's kind of like throwing a pie in someone's face, except the pie explodes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great at just fun parties like that. People love our food at parties. We get so many catering jobs. It's great. Well, it definitely sounds like the the most exciting uh, course of the meal. And uh, as some of you may know, I have a well-documented interest in in Fiku spiders. So that definitely caught my my attention. Absolutely. So uh, that sounds like um, it would probably leave a customer very satisfied and full. Absolutely. Uh, Oh, definitely. You will not... You'll not be wanting more. Until tomorrow. <laughs> Until, exactly. yes. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. Skip, skip uh, breakfast and lunch because uh, at dinner you're going to get all the nutrition you need. Besides, Absolutely. we can give you sand frog pancakes for breakfast, but that's a whole different menu entirely. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hopefully uh, we'll have you guys back on sometime to uh, talk about uh, another... Uh, meal. Maybe uh, we'll go for breakfast or a nice late lunch or something next time. Well, I haven't oh, had breakfast yet. I'd love some breakfast. That, that sounds like a lovely idea. Lovely. All right. Well, I hope uh, our listeners are, are watering at the mouth as much as I am right now at, uh, at this um, feast that you've prepared. And uh, maybe, you know, we'll actually uh, get some uh, time to, to taste test at uh, Brick Fair this year. Of course. Oh, you can bet we'll be there. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks, guys. You're welcome. Thank you. And that's about all we have for this month. Thank you again for listening. As always, you can leave your questions, comments, and other feedback in the talkback topic or send them to powercast at bzpower.com. In addition, you can add your comments or rate us on iTunes. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes or via the RSS feed on the main page to automatically get new episodes directly on your computer or mobile device. So thank you again, and here's Smeeg, and I'll talk to you all next month. Whoa, I could hide neath the wings of the bluebird as she sings The six o'clock alarm would never ring But it rang 
and I write, wipe the sleep right from my eyes. My shaving razor's cool and it stings. Cheer up, sleepy dreams. Oh, what can it mean to a daydream believer and a homecoming queen? As a white knight on his steed, now you know how happy I can be. Warm and dark, good times starts and ends without doubt. The one to spend, but how much, baby, do we really need? Cheerlessly. The more bizarre, the better. You better not edit that out. I'm just like, I'm like, it's a kid's toy. It may be a kid's toy, but it is an adult hobby.